Psalm 8. Please turn with me to Psalm 8. This is a familiar psalm, one of the messianic psalms by David, king of Israel. In it contains a precious promise. Psalm 8. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Amen. Who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider the works of thy hands, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Exclamation point. David opens and closes with the same thought. O Lord, our Lord. Elsewhere, we hear David say, my God and my king. David was a king, yet he had a king. Yes. He knew that this king was sovereign. We read that in here about sovereignty. Don't be confused by verse 4, verse 3, when I consider thy heavens, the work of thy fingers. Verse 4, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou madest him a little lower than the angels. He's not talking about us. We know what the heart of man is like. Our brother Daniel gave us last Sunday some thoughts about man and the nature of man. And he's altogether vanity, less than vanity. In verse 2, we read, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength, because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. Our Lord Jesus Christ quotes that verse in Matthew 21. If we remember his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, that fulfilled Zechariah 9.9, Behold, thy king cometh, riding on a colt. The scribes and Pharisees weren't very happy about that. They asked him, do you not hear? He said, well, of course I hear, yeah. <laughs> Zechariah 9.9, Zechariah 9, I'd like to read it first. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. They didn't do that. They knew the scriptures, but they didn't do it. Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding upon an ass and upon a colt, the foal of the ass. In Matthew 21, when he silenced them, it was recorded this way. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David. They were sore displeased. 
and said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus said, Yeah. Have you never read? May that never be said of us. Have we never read? We hear the Psalms. We hear the scriptures every week. Will we have any excuse? To whom much is given, much is required. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise. Our pastor's prayer was that we would see Jesus. Paul is going to say something similar to that as a result of verses 4 through 6. Psalm 8, verses 4 through 6. What is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and crowned him with glory. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. David quotes that in Hebrews 2, verses 5 through 9. The first few verses are a repeat of what David wrote, almost word for word. In verse 5, he says, For unto the angels, unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. But one in a certain place testified, that's David, that's Psalm 8. Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hand. Verse 8, Hebrews 2.8. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Hallelujah. Thank you, blessed God of heaven. We see Jesus. Do you see Jesus in Psalm 8? made a little lower than the angels, and crowned with glory and honor. He came, he had a lowly birth, a lowly life. It was not what you'd expect for a king. But all the Psalms that prophesy messianic prophecy talk about a king coming, a conquering king, a victorious king, so that the children of Israel, Israel, the scribes and Pharisees, they were confused. They knew all those prophecies. They knew them. They didn't know how they were going to be fulfilled. But our Lord Jesus himself said he came to fulfill all Scripture. Did he do it? Amen. 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 Fulfilled prophecy, and one of the reasons I picked this psalm, the glory of fulfilled prophecy is a great sermon. You can go, there's two messages on the website. It is proof that God is divine his nature proves he is who he is because he said it if it didn't come to pass he wasn't a prophet right so god said it that settles it amen do we believe it and settle it for ourselves yes do you see the one word argument here the word all in the old testament david had said all things were under his feet 
Paul used that to the Jewish people who knew that scripture, knew that prophecy, argued, we don't see all things under his feet yet. Devils weren't under his feet. Death wasn't under his feet yet. It has to be the Lord Jesus Christ. The book of Hebrews argues point by point by point to overturn the Old Covenant, which was prophesied in Jeremiah 31 that there would be a new covenant. Paul took them step by step to give them a chance to recognize that Jesus Christ was the fulfillment of that. It says he was crowned with glory and honor. When was our Lord Jesus Christ crowned with glory and honor? At his coronation. Acts 1 talks about his ascension into heaven. Revelation 5 gives us a picture of him, what, coming to the throne? Revelation 4 is God in glory. Revelation 5 is Christ in glory. The coronation of Jesus Christ Pictured is pictured in Revelation 5 when he comes to take the book out of the hand of him who sateth on the throne. He took it because no man, he John was weeping because there's no man to open the book. And one of the elders, which represents the church, was round about the throne, says, Don't weep. The lion of the tribe of Judah hath prevailed. Amen. The lion of the tribe of Judah was prophesied in. The Old Testament, Genesis 49, talks about Judah coming. There'd be a scepter in his hand, the Shiloh, till Shiloh come through Judah. We rejoice that we have a lion of a tribe of Judah, a root of David, root of David. He had a lowly birth. He came to fulfill Scripture. Galatians 4, 4 and 5 tells us, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Glory. Panoramic view, made a little lower than the angels, crowned with glory and honor. Consider Revelation 12, where it said, She, being with child, cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. Verse 5, And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God and to his throne. How about 1 Timothy 3.16, a verse we all love? And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up into glory at his coronation where he was crowned king. The Apostle Paul effectively argued that Christ fulfilled all things through the book of Hebrews. He was so much better. Why would you ever go back? Each of us who have made a profession, who have been baptized made a profession to follow Christ. Why would we ever go back to the old man? We've put on the new man. Psalm 8 is a glorious picture of the old life before Christ, God coming to those, to certain people, to individuals, 
and then we have the crown with glory and honor. We have now been given glory, not final glory, but we are the sons of God, as if we have been glorified. I'd like to close with Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of majesty on high. Amen. May we all give him the glory and honor due his name. Amen. Amen.